KSA Radio with you, our family. I'm Hendrik, and uh, we're coming to you from Cape Town today. And joining me in the studio, well, it's not really a studio, it's a, it's a beautiful view, that's what it is, of, uh, of Cape, yep. Cape Town and, and the mountain. And joining me is uh, John Tenoli. Welcome to Gaysa Radio. Thank you. Thank and you so much. welcome to Cape Town. You seem very impressed by the place. Oh, man, I'm so in love. Uh-huh. Like the view, just everything about it. Serendipity, just so much tranquility. So, so where, do you, where do you stay that there is not so much tranquility? Well, actually, where I stay, because I stay in uh, Johannesburg, okay. uh, Midrand, and where I stay is actually quite nice. It's a little plot, and I believe uh, Cape Town, they call it um, small holdings. Yes. Yes, and there's a lot of trees there, so it's quite peaceful as mm. well. But we don't have mountains like Cape Town. And you don't have a sea. Like we don't have a sea. Mm. Um, we don't have a wine farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we don't have, oh God, we don't have everything. We don't have this waterfront. But like, it's so beautiful here. Like, I, I want to move here. You, you are determined to. I to really am. Hand. I really, really am. Okay. <laughs> well, John is a musician. And uh, we're going to chat about... Um, Music and um, how we got to this point and where he is and all your plans for the future and your move to Cape Town, obviously. Yes, yes, cool. yes, So yes. over the next hour, that's what we're going to be chatting about. <laughs> so stay right where you are. We'll be uh, back in a moment. We're also going to play you some of John's music coming up soon. So, um, yeah, I'm Hendrik for Gaysa Radio. Where you are, family, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. Do you have an opinion? Well, you can voice it on Twitter at Gaysa Radio. Gay okay, so Radio with your family, I'm Hendrik, and in studio with me we have John Sonoli, and we're talking about music and um, a young artist about to embark on a brilliant career. Yeah, so, so take me back a little bit, where does all of this start? Where do you come from? Ah, <laughs> I come from a village in Lesotho okay. called Lukogwane um, Diadianing. And the, the sort of area that I stay in, in the village is called Hasugu or um, what is it called again? Hafoso. Um, and all these complicated names, I never really cared about them before, but now that I think about it, it's just it's so nice to be able to say, this is where I come from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where I come from. And um, it all started when I moved to Johannesburg in 2015, beginning okay. of 2015. Um, and um, I was here for the year 2015, not really doing much. I was supposed to be going to school. Mm-hmm. And um, See, I've always struggled with structured things, um, being in class mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time and paying attention to one person. I struggled with that. I used to do things like bang on tables or start humming. And mm-hmm. that would cause distraction on other kids. And because they'd either join me or they'd complain. And if they complained, I'd ask why they're complaining. And I'd use that as a sort of a way to continue creating a distraction, mm-hmm. you know? Because I was like... So you were that kid in class? I really was. Uh-huh. I really was. I got kicked out of class a few times. <laughs> um, I think I got suspended a few times okay. as well. But yeah, I came to Johannesburg in 2015. And at the end of the year, it wasn't a good time. Mm. Um, and I think my mom was sort of frustrated of having me in Johannesburg and paying for me and things weren't going very well. Um, and so she was like, I think it's time that you just come home. I see no point in me paying for you being in Johannesburg and you're not doing anything. So just come home. And I was like, oh dear, 
I don't know if I want to go home. <laughs> you know, because you adapt to a place and then going back home feels like everything just moves too slow. Mm-hmm. As nice as it is being home, I think I've I've become too used to being in places like Joburg and here, Cape mm-hmm. Town. So um, it would be really hard for me to stay there. So I was worried at the time when my mom said that she was um, coming, to, she was going to come take me home. And a friend of mine actually called me on that day and was like, hey, dude, do you still sing? I was like, oh yeah, every now and then, because it was something I never really took seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she was like, there's a show at uh, the Born to Perform platform that was happening, and it was going to be happening in 2016. You should audition for it. I think they'd love you. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think you know. I didn't think that it was. I was um, good enough to do that, or like, I, like the thought had never just crossed Didn't my mind. You never thought of becoming a professional musician. Like, yeah, as a career choice. So. Before all of that, little things would happen that would make me go, oh. mm. but I never, you know, I never paid attention to it. Like mm. I remember there was a time where my family went on holiday, and um, but this wasn't my immediate family. I was with my cousins um, and um, their parents, uh, my uncle. On the way back, we went to Durban, and on the way back, randomly, out of nowhere, it was silent in the car. He was just like. You should just go be a pop star. And I was like, what? <laughs> what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> but I didn't say that. I was like, because I knew he knew I could sing. Hmm. And maybe he was thinking about it, like he, maybe he saw it that way. And like at the, but at the time I was just like, what is this guy saying? Hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, there'd been like various signs so to speak, like, yeah, we call okay. it that, yeah, but I, I, it was so, only... So those signs kind of culminated in something, and we're going to talk about what that was in just a moment, because yeah. all of this leads up to what's coming up next, yeah. after we take a little break. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be right back in um, just a moment, uh, continuing our chat with John Zenoli, and also listening to his music in just a few moments. So stay right where you are, we'll be right back. Just north of the fast-paced business world of Santon Johannesburg lies the Indaba Hotel, Spa and Conference Center, nestled beneath the vista of the magnificent Mahalisberg Mountains. Searching for the perfect gift but don't want the hassle of hitting the malls? Moana Spa Pamper Vouchers are now available online. Visit moanaspa.co.za for more info or to purchase your voucher. Quick, easy and convenient. Why not treat yourself or your better half to a Moana online pamper voucher? The perfect to me from me gift. Okay, here's already with your family. I'm Hendrik, uh, chatting here with Xon Tsinuri. Um, so you, you, were cha- you were chatting about the history, where you come from, um, and then sort of singing was never in your kind of vision of your future. And then there was this audition. What happened? So yeah, my friend calls me. She tells me about this audition. I say, let me give it a try. And what actually happened was I sent a, she sent me the number of the director of the show. And I sent through a video of me literally after I finished speaking to her on the phone I picked up my phone and I took a video of me singing a song called um, Ordinary People by John Legend mm-hmm. I was crusty my hair was horrible it was like it was a bad time <laughs> um, I sent through that audition video and then a few hours later I got an email yeah I think they asked for my email and then they sent me an email saying that uh, you have officially got a audition in studio uh, where we can see you and talk and 
that was sort of my gateway card to, 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 to prolong me being in Johannesburg to my mom. So I was like, I have this audition. Uh, can I just try it out? If it works, then mm-hmm. I'll stick it out and try. Mm-hmm. But if, it's, if it doesn't, I'll come home and hurt Kittle. And I went through to this audition. I went with my sister. I went with my, my, my brother-in-law and my two cousins. And I remember going there thinking, yeah, what's going to happen if I do get this? Because in my head, I was like, oh, there's chances I might, might not. Mm. But what happens if I do? And I remember being so blank and going, I, I, I don't know, but I just have to do it. I, whatever it is, I, I got to do it, mm. you know? And I went there and I, I walked in, I sang the song. And while I was singing the song, um, there was a sliding door, sort of similar to. And my cousins were standing outside that sliding door because we were in studio. And I was singing. And I was watching them. And this was the first time I'd ever sang properly in a place like that mm-hmm. where I'm singing a full song and it's being recorded. And they were standing outside and I saw my brother-in-law who, who gives nothing in terms of emotional reaction. And he was standing up and he was walking up and down going, yes, yes, yes. And the lady who was auditioning me was standing on the side and she was, I think she was crying. And after I sang that song, they were like, yeah, you're in the show. And I was like, oh, whoa, that's amazing. And that was like, for me, that was like, oh, this is amazing. You can't get anything better than that mm. day. Oh, I just can't do a show. And then she said, I'm also going to give you a 100% scholarship to, a, uh, to my bus, uh, performing arts school. She, um, so they run the performing arts school called Stagework School of Performing Arts. And um, that's run by the lady who, who was um, auditioning me. And her husband is a, he's a videographer. He, has, he owns a videography mm-hmm. company and together they, they have um, Stageworks and Born to Perform. Born to Perform being a platform for young performers. Um, so that was when I was like, okay, now I have to do this. You know, and it was hard because now I had to, all of the things that I had ran away from, all of the, the rules that I that I'd rebelled against, I had to face them now because it, it was now doing something that I, I wanted to do. And I didn't realize that those, those rules apply everywhere, you know, and it's not just in school. Like, things like being punctual, being um, disciplined and like, oh God. All Getting of those to rehearsal on time, oh. knowing your lines and you know? remembering your steps and whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's a big discipline to learn. Now, the mm. theatre, if you ever want to teach anybody discipline, teach them drama. And, and I promise you. around that, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, like, a lot of the time, the classes that I hated the most are the ones that I got the most discipline out of. Like ballet and musical theatre theory. Mm. I'd sit there and go, what am I going to do with all of this? I don't need this, you know? And I'd sit in ballet, like, I'd be in ballet class and... Tandy, my teacher would be telling me to like, oh God, you know? And I'd stay like, what? Guys, oh, I don't want to do this, but you start doing it. You do it once and you hate it. You do it again, you still hate it. And you do it the third time and you still hate it. But now the difference is you can do it now by the time you do it, the third time. And then from there, you sort of navigate and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, this, this is shaping my body. This is making me stronger. Oh, when I'm performing by myself, I know how to balance myself when I'm moving around. And then, like, along with all the other classes, like, like the classes that I like, the classes that I would, like, quote-unquote, excel in, 
the things that I do there now are heightened because now I'm I'm realizing the importance of these things that I didn't want. So it was like a complete turnaround for me. It sounds like a discovery process that you yeah. that you were going through there. Yeah, it still is till this yeah. day. I'm still going. Oh, <laughs> that's how things go. But I find that it's so much fun being in this state because I don't ever want to get to a point where I say, "No, I know everything. Mm. I know it all." I feel like that makes life so so boring. Mm. You know, there's no adventure, and so I always strive to um, to always just keep learning. And 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 I think I never would have understood how important it is to be like that had I not gone through mm. that process of like learning, relearning, and learning, and all of that. And it's so beautiful because it's not filtered into just my music. It's my life now, you mm-hmm. know, how I, like I, I watch how I move around with the people that I hang around with, um, the things that I do, like I'm very self-aware, you know? Yeah, and I, I do a lot of like research and stuff. So like my, my, my theory on life has sort of changed and it's all because of deciding, okay, I'm going to sing now. <laughs> and you're seemingly born to perform there in the process. So, you know? <laughs> so I would be very interested to know how that show went and, and what happened after that. And mm-hmm. that we're going to get to in just a moment. So we're going to play uh, one of John's songs now. And um, when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion, see, see how the career shaped up from uh, born to perform and uh, how it gets to where we are today, which is yeah. a very interesting uh, place. I think uh, in looking at the mountain here over my shoulder longingly, uh, <laughs> I can see lots of dreams <laughs> starting to form there. So we'll be talking about all of that in just a moment. I'm Hendrik for Gay SA Radio, where you are family. Keep streaming Gay SA Radio, where you are family. Gay SA Radio, where you are family. I'm Hendrik, uh, here from Cape Town. With me is uh, John, and we're talking about music and the music career. Born to perform. So you you ended up in the show. Yeah. Um, did that change anything for you? Tell me about that. Yeah, the first Born to Perform show that happened was in 2016, mm-hmm. and that happened at the Lyric Theatre. And I remember hearing that it's at the Lyric Theatre. And I was like, a theatre? You know, because I'd never been in an environment like that. So, rehearsal started, I was still going to school, I was still battling, like, trying to figure out how to do everything. And the rehearsal period of Born to Perform started, and all of a sudden, everything changed. The energy, like, it's almost like when rugby season starts in a boys' school, the whole year, you hated someone, and then... When rugby season starts, they're your best friend because you're going to gym with them every day and you're training with them every day and you're playing against a rival school and mm. you win and you guys become like best 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 friends. You still hate each other though. <laughs> you still hate each other. <laughs> but in that moment, yeah. you completely come together, mm. which is not like completely the case with, with the school because what happens with Born to Perform, I found, um, it brings us together and helps us identify, helps us make new friends. This is outside of what happens on stage Mm. and like during the rehearsal Mm. periods and all of that, but like on a a live, like personal uh, note. You make friends with these people. You go through this process of doing the show, the show ends, you're all sad together because it's over. And then you go, we should do something. Because, ah, I want to see you again. You take the person's number. Then you start meeting up after that. So relationships are formed. Friendships are made from that. So it it goes deeper than just, like, being in that moment. And, yeah, the first time we did Born to Perform, that's the one thing that I noticed was 
that energy and how crazy it was. But I think the most life-changing experience that I ever felt was when we did Hamilton, mm -hmm. which was the first sort of like solo actor that I'd, I'd ever done in my life, actually. Before that, I'd been training. I'd been staying with the guy that was my mentor. Um, well, he still is to this day as well, Mullen Kunki. And he, he had been drilling me and like being confident on stage and um, owning my moves and owning uh, how I present myself, like singing and all that stuff. And I'd been listening to them and all of that, but I never realized what it actually felt like to have to do that for mm. real, real, you know? Because in practice, practicing, you make mistakes and they go, ah, let's do it again, do it again. And you do it cool and it's like, ah, but there's still no audience. Mm. Something changes when there's an audience the in front of you. Yeah. yeah. And so the song sets, it's set up like, I think four or five people start the song first and they talk about this guy, Alexander Hamilton. And after these four people sing, I start singing, like there's a spotlight that goes on me and I start singing and I walk to center. And I remember the first time that happened, I was sort of staring into, I was told to sort of stand in a position where I'm looking into, I was like looking at the corner, so you know, in gaze sort mm. of like thing. And this light went on, the spotlight, and I turned and I looked at the crowd and I went, Alexander Hamilton. And I heard a lot of people go, and I was like, huh? <laughs> and I said it again. I was like, my name is Alexander Hamilton. And again, they went, ah! and I was like, yo, what is this thing? Why does it feel like a superpower? And the song, Alexander Hamilton is a soft song. And we did a medley of, because um, it's a show, Hamilton. And we did like three songs. And the last song is my vibe. It's like a hip hop. Um, and the, the name of the song is My Shot, right? So we go into this serious uh, Alexander Hamilton and then it switches and I'm not throwing away my shot and I got my two moments of feeling like Tupac and even in that moment while I was doing that I felt like a superstar because I was on stage going and there were people behind me going yeah. with like yeah. hyping me behind me and the audience was also going wow and while all of that was happening, I was going, whoa, this is crazy. You know, it, it, was, it was like, you know when Spider-Man gets a bite of that and he gets these superpowers, like he's like, oh my God, I have superpowers. That's, that's what it felt like. It was like, it was electric. It was like, oh, wow, you can capture someone's attention like this and make them engage. So... It was exciting because I was. It, it was like I learned a new superpower. But then I went. This is also dangerous, yo, mm -hmm. because I can say anything. Like and you'd also lose them just like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy. It was. It was. But so it was. That's that's what it is. That's how it is when the theatre bites you. It seems mm. thoroughly bitten in that production. And uh, <laughs> you told me you went to see Kinky Boots. We're going to get your opinion on oh, that yeah. and musical theatre in maybe a future. Uh, yeah, that will be an interesting chat in just a moment. Uh, here's some more of John's music. This is John Tinoli. Uh, go and check on our uh, um, what is it called? It's called the website. Uh, <laughs> you'll find lots of information there. We also take some pictures before we go and. That'll be on our Instagram, so you can also see John and uh, make contact. We'll share all those details with you in just a moment as well. So, here we go. I'm Hendrik. This is Gay Radio, where you are family.
Do you want to meet the person who can introduce you to your next client? Net Your Niche is an online networking platform that reduces the time, money, and effort of traditional marketing and allows you to focus on what truly matters. Meeting someone who can refer you to the exact person you're looking for. No more calling secretaries and being put on hold. Sign up today at a 20% discount and make sure you don't miss out on meeting new clients any longer. Visit us on NYN. .co.za or call us on 012-947-9599. Okay, so ready with you, our family. I'm Hendrik uh, with John Zinoli in Cape Town. We're talking Hamilton is a musical. Okay, yes. so you were in a musical and you went to see Kinky Boots the other night. First of all, what did you think of Kinky Boots? What did I think of Kinky Boots? Wow. I'm looking at a mountain as I say this. <laughs> again, um, I posted about it actually after watching the show, and the word that I used to describe the feeling that I got when I watched Kinky Boots was perspective. What I mean by that is society, especially where I come from, watching a show like that is people don't receive it the way they they don't see. People don't know how to see past the surface area. All you see, like, is what you see, what is in front of you. Mm. You don't see the depth of what's actually happening. Mm. And I went into that show and I was like, oh dear, all right, okay. <laughs> and the first song started and I couldn't look anywhere else. I was glued, like, and so it starts off when you don't see Lola at first, right? Mm. It starts off with, um, what's his name? Yeah, Charlie. In the, Charlie. Yeah, in the, Charlie with his dad. The and thing, Charlie's yeah. story yeah. with his dad. And you're like, oh, cool, this is Charlie. Yeah. And then, bam, Lola. <laughs> and I'm like, yo. Did you ever see the movie? No. Oh, okay. I haven't seen, okay. and I'm glad I hadn't seen the movie, actually. Okay. Yeah. You know, because that would have also made me go, ah, oh, that was not like that. Was, no, no. I'm yeah, glad that my first it's experience. It's different to the movie. Though. Mm. The movie's still a great experience, I must say. It's, yeah. It's really great. So I saw Lowland. The first thing I saw, which I'd never seen before in my life, even though in Joburg I have friends who are um, so confident in who they are and they, they wear it on their sleeves. Mm. Like, even in the way they dress, you're like, this person knows. Um, but I'd never seen so much confidence in someone. And like, you, you know, you can play a character and you can play the confident character, but like, it felt like they were, again, they were wearing that personality as if it was them. No, you that's know? true. And it's, I think it's also got to do with the, the fact that they've been playing for a long time. I mean, yeah. that happens when a cast sits with a show for a year or so, you know, you yeah. get to know those characters very well and the level of professionalism that you need to get that across every single line to every audience. So. It's about having bitten you. Would you see yourself in shows like that? So when I started Stageworks, when I started um, studying in school, I was introduced to both sides. There was um, performance arts, which is like more varied, where you would like have it's more creative. It's more your creative mm -hmm. um, input, more so than like musical theatre, because musical theatre is more like learning like Sondheim or mm -hmm. um, lyrics and scores and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I struggled with that in the beginning, but again, it came. It had discipline which is something I needed for what I'm doing right now. Mm. Everything that I learned in the theater, I don't think I would have learned if I had just been watching concerts or studying concerts. Mm. Like I would have got a lot from learning concerts, studying concerts. But when you look at the theater and you look at all the 
back behind the scene work that goes into those shows. I was like, yo, guys, these guys work hard. Yo, no. Because, like, when you see a show, some, like, a lot of people think that it's just like, ah, oh, we just got on stage. This afternoon and mm. there we're going to do four songs and there we go. Yeah, like, even, <laughs> even, in, even in a corporate capacity, like, when yeah. people come with their band, people just think, ah, oh, they just rocked up yeah. and they're playing songs. But there were rehearsals. Yeah. Those people were working. <laughs> yeah, those people were sitting and were figuring out how to make this work. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I've learned from musical theater that's made me go, that's made me um, sort of have a really high respect for, for, for the performers in the industry, which also makes me, which like going back to Kinky Boots, that, that's also one thing that I, I discovered as well, where I also gained a big respect for those artists because mm. there were some faces that I knew and I'd never seen, I'd never seen them playing characters like that. And for the first time I was introduced to them, you know? Mm -hmm. Because after the show, I was like, oh, this is who you are. You know, and it was like, wow. You know, it's so cool. And I think that's what, that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I love being here in, in, in Cape Town is I've, I've found, like, it's so much more open-minded than I thought it, than I thought it is. Like, I thought Joburg people were open-minded. Mm. But here... Mm. Yeah, it's something special. Yeah, so the energy here. Mm, yeah, it's got to do with that mountain that you like. I, I gotta tell you, I, I can really believe that. So, 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 um, I don't know if music and theater is something that I would necessarily devote myself to completely mm -hmm. because I, I've, um, the reason I say that is because I, I feel like what I want to do alone is a lot mm. and to try and squeeze in that career there. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I'd love to be able to try. Mm -hmm. If I could juggle doing corporate gigs where I'm singing, for instance, because what, what I'd like to be doing is like things like, I'd like to be dancing, mm -hmm. um, like doing my own personal, uh, well, not choreography myself, mm -hmm. but my creative sort of work as an artist, as a writer, and, and, and as my, an artist on my own right, I'd like to be dancing in things that, to, that enhance me as mm -hmm. a performer. So I'd imagine me doing classes every day of dancing, like two hours a day. And I, I imagine having rehearsals with the band that go on for forever, writing processes, collabs, doing gigs and stuff like that. And if I could squeeze having going to rehearsals for a theater show and making all those shows, that'd be cool. Probably I'd would, yes. probably be exhausted, <laughs> but the benefits of being that busy, I find when you take a step back after being that busy and you sit and you reflect and you look at yourself and you go, Wow, I've yeah, grown so much. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so I mean that's all got to do with getting a career off the ground, which yeah. is exactly what you you're doing right now. So we're gonna talk about that and the song that goes with that. Yeah. Um that is launching the spectacular career right here. <laughs> and you're hearing it on Gay SA Radio where you are family. You can follow Gay SA Radio on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Gay SA Radio, where you are family. I'm Henry for Gay SA Radio, where you are family. So, John Sinoli, we've been doing quite a bit around, well, your love for Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> as well as, uh, you know, how did you get to this point, which is really interesting. Um, so now you've got a song out. Tell me about the song and where it comes from. So, I'm just a boy. Oh, man. I love telling the story of this song. Um, this song came from like 
conversations on conversations on conversations with my mentor and um, his friend who is also my mentor and someone that I'm working with in, in terms of like creating music and being in studio and stuff. And we're talking about how like artists have like how to like properly execute a good um, long career as an artist and what are the fundamental things to 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 to, to think about or the things that we found are important to us. Mm. Not so not necessarily saying that this is what artists need to do, but what we felt is important to us. And it was things like I used this yesterday and I'm gonna say it again today. So for instance the hip hop community. That genre has a lot of stereotypes. And sometimes a lot of people aren't really willing to to be open-minded to hear the story of all of that. I took this for for example. I said, hip-hop has sub-genres in it. There's like trap music, which is a lot of mumbling and like just patterns. Mm. You know, which has its market and it's actually it actually does really really well. Then there's a market where it's flossy, where it's um it's good English, it's good literature, but it's almost cocky. Mm. It's yo see me, I got all this, you know. Mm. And then there's conscious rap, which is knowledge, things like um, self awareness, things like uh, knowledge of like history, mm. uh, things you know. Black empowerment, all those kinds of things, things that are educational, things that feed life into people, things that people can take home and go, oh, I didn't know that. I could, oh, now I can do this. Or, you know, things that you can use as a tool to change your life. So there's that market. And then there's this emo market where it's everything's just sad. You know, mm. there's a song that I heard on radio not too long ago. Push me to the edge, all my friends are dead. Push me to the dead, uh, and I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> or you listen to someone and they say, break up with your boyfriend because I'm bored. And I'm like, yo, there are girls that are singing this song that are going, okay, I'm gonna break up with my boyfriend because I wanna be with that guy because he's bored that I'm with my boyfriend. And I think, Wow, because it's not like people are just listening to music. No, people listen to music and they take that stuff into their lives, and we don't realize it. So, using this theory, we were talking about all these genres, and I'm just using hip hop just to make it sort of condensed. But we're talking about all these genres of music and how we use terms that aren't very nice. Like we use a lot of swearing, we use a lot of derogatory words to women. We use a lot of there's a lot of stereotypes in music videos as well. There's a lot of stand things. Mm. And I was like, I want to do something different. I want to speak. I want to be honest. I, that was the first thing I said. I was like, I want to be honest. I want to talk about how I actually feel. I want to talk about things that people are actually going through. So when you go back to that whole subcategories of hip-hop, the route that I wanted to take was the conscious rap, where I could talk about things that people didn't know or things that people needed to hear but couldn't get from maybe the people that they've deemed as important, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I grew up, for instance, I grew up with a lot of women in my life and that's like a lot of male roles in my life weren't there and sort of it was hard for me to sort of navigate for myself as to where I stand. But like I had people as well in my life that weren't from my family, but the play that played father, father mm-hmm. figures, like my grandfather, 
Um, and not to say that my dad wasn't in my life, but we never we never spoke on that level, you know. Till this day, we we we, we don't speak on that depth, you know. And it was really hard to sort of be able to talk about certain things and be able to express certain things. And that's how I felt. And I was like, that's what I want to do with my music is I want to talk about all the things that are in my mind and probably a whole lot of people are thinking about but don't want to say. Which is dangerous again mm -hmm. because someone might get offended. But I was like, I'd rather live my life telling the truth than paint a picture of a lie. Mm -hmm. You know, sing a song about me having 5,000 girls in my room doing what and driving the most expensive cars and if that's my life and if I'm writing that and that's actually what's going on kudos kudos but if that's not how I actually live and I'm writing that why am I doing that what am I doing to why am I manipulating the listener to think that that's how I live but this song is not a hip hop song, song. I mean, no, no. So I'm, I mean, that's like, right. I'm I mean, just you, using that. Yeah, yeah. What, um, what song is the song? Right? It's hard because I wanted to say country, and I was like, no. It's kind of folky, I thought. Yeah, it's folky, sort of. Yeah. It's easy to the ear. Yeah. And I think that was one of the most important things for me with releasing my first singles was I could have released a song that sounded like every other pop track on. Mm -hmm. Um, radio, you know, but I was like, then I'd be just diving into a pool of songs that sound like that. I was like, let me try something different. Is, is there a recipe, recipe for writing a song? Ah, I don't know. If there is, I'd like to know. I, I just go with there what I feel. There should be like all those pre-recorded, those loops and things that you just put Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so there is sort of like a structure yeah, of, of like how you, but I... It's on, because there are people that, that, I mean, fabricate these things from nowhere, little boy bands, <laughs> make billions. Yeah. <laughs> you know. um, I wanted to be honest. Mm. I wanted to be honest, and I needed something, even years from now when I'm... I don't know what I'm writing from years and up. I'm like, whatever I'm writing about then, I want it to be in respect of what I wrote now, mm. which is the truth. And you want to write a whole album now, so we're going to get into that in just a few moments and see where the future is going to take you. While we listen to John's great song, it's called... I'm Just a Boy. For Gaze Radio with your family. Hello darlings, this is your Queen of the Skies, Kathy Specific here. For the first time in history, an all-gay vacation hits the shores of Africa, proudly brought to you by AfriGay. Join myself and the seductively saucy trolley dollies as we take you to the beautiful island of Mauritius to experience magnificent sun, sea and surf, a few decadent parties and the chance to make fabulous friends from all over the world. This unique event will be hosted by South Africa's aviation goddesses and your tantalizingly tempting poster girls for travel. For more information, buckle up, bitches, and book your spot at gaysayradio.co.za. Gays Radio, we are Fabian Hendrik, and uh, chatting to John Timor. I hope you like that song of his. Uh, Beautiful song, uh, really Thank great, you. and it's definitely going on to our playlist right here on Gator Radio. So, um, so uh, what would it take to write an album? Is it three months to me earlier? So, to just write it in yeah. terms of to lyrics? To conceptualize the whole thing and that's it, and then you, before you go to studio. Oh. Or is it a, a process with studio or... Um, I think for me, what I'm discovering, what I need to do 
is move to Cape Town. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> it. Um, and then I'll be sorted. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, so you should come here to write the album, and then... Then from there, I'll figure out how I'm going to get it. Oh, how are you going to say? Mm. No, I think um, a series of things have been happening in my life that have stained... Oh, I don't want to say stained, but have left a mark in my, my, my being. Mm. And so those are sort of the stories that I want to tell. But I don't want to tell them until I understand them completely. So there are certain things that I'm still going, but why? Why is this like that? You know? Which is also another thing that I could write about. Why? Not knowing why I understand. Why certain things are placed a certain way. That could be a song. <laughs> you know? Oh, but. Isn't that the question of life? <laughs> <laughs> You, you know what I mean? So, so, so it's like, I think for, for me, I would love to be in a place that I find really, really peaceful. A place that I don't need a lot of... Like, if I can just... I said it to a friend of mine a while ago. Like, if I, if I had the ability to hire a truck, like those, those travel trucks that have, like, beds and um, 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 bathrooms and kitchens and stuff like that, if I could get one of those... I could drive down maybe Cape Town, you know, the Garden Route, and spend a day just writing songs, driving, you know, because what happens is there's grass, there's forests, it's quiet, the engine is going, I'm aware of all of that, I'm seeing birds, and there's a sense of peace, mm. it's quiet, which allows me to then tap into whatever I want to tap into. So, for instance, I'll pick a topic and say, hmm, that girl broke my heart. Why did she do that? I'm going to write a song about that, you know? And you start coming up with melodies. All of that is happening while it's quiet, sort of mm. like this, mm. you know? And I find, I think I, need, I would like to, to be in a place, for, for me, for, 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 the, for, for what I imagine is going to be my first album, I'd like to be in a place that's that quiet mm. so that I can really think about all those things and sort of put it down on paper. And again, I keep saying that it's Cape Town, but I really think it is because I went to Durban, I've been in Johannesburg, I've been home, I've been to Bloom. I haven't felt what I'm feeling here. And I was thinking about it last night on my way home from uh, my friend's house. I was like, I really, really, really would. I was talking about it earlier as if I was joking, but I'd, I think I'd really like to come here. Like if I could spend three months here, lock me in a room and just give me a sliding door with the mountain view. <laughs> Put a whole lot of food in the room. Um, allow me to go to the beach and sit on the beach. And I'm good, mm. you know? So, so yeah, I think I have to... But So the writing process for me, how I come to writing a song, is I have to go through something. I have to experience it myself. I have mm. to know what that feels like and then talk about mm. it. Um, because what I go through is something that someone hasn't gone through yet and they might go through it. And I think if I write a song about it and they hear it, then they go, then they're able to see it coming and they go, ooh, this is going to happen now. And then now all of a sudden someone knows how to make a better decision. And it all came from just listening to a song. And then I feel like I've done my job and I can go to bed. And, <laughs> you know, for me, it's, that's all it is. That's all it is. Um, but and then you have your, 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 way, your other like, ways of writing, which is hype songs pop songs, you know, mm -hmm. in studio, someone plays a really cool riff, mm -hmm. I want to start dancing, start creating something, and it's all a vibe moments, but, you know, those are all, like, I would imagine that the commercial songs are, are 
happened mostly in vibey places. Like I've, I remember I've written like a few commercial songs that, and those ideas came from when I was in the club. I was dancing, and then I went, <gasps> and I quickly went to the bathroom and I'd sing it. And I go, say that recording, go back to dancing, and then the next day I'm sitting with him. I'm going, guys. And they go, why is it loud? I was like, I was in the club. <laughs> it came to me, you know. So, um, yeah, I think it depends on the, the 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 what's happening. But for me, my writing process is it has to be honest. It has to be something that I've either gone through, either something that I want to go through, something I'm thinking about that's on my mind, but that's real. Oh yeah, or something that's like, or if I want to say something, if I want to make a statement, yeah, yeah if I want to say something. So. Cool. Okay, okay, so um, an album, album in the future. future. I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when, but well, soon. Yeah. Very soon. <laughs> we'll be making those arrangements just after that. Also, where John is going to stay. And uh, yes. <laughs> that's all coming up right here on Gazer Radio with your family. To see what we get up to in the studio, follow at Gay SA Radio on Instagram. Gays Radio, we are family wrapping up here with John Tenoli. Um, thanks very much for the chat. It's so wonderful to meet you. Now, Cape Town, um, writing um, beyond that? See yourself in 20 years? Beyond that? I might be vegan in 20 years. <laughs> well, Cape Town's a good place to be a vegan. Uh, <laughs> or pescatarian, I don't know. Where, where? Pescatarians a, only eat fish. fish yeah. I'm, a, yeah. I'm a flexitarian. What is that? I eat mainly veget- vegetarian, but I have an option of meat now and then if I want to. Okay. So I do chicken and fish. Oh yeah, yeah. While, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I'd do that. Um, I think I'd be. Mm. It would be hard not to be able to look at ribs and eat them. But uh, yeah. yeah. But um, John, twenty years <laughs> now, musically, I imagine on tour, mm. Staples Center, Madison Square. You know. Did you, did, talking, talking, talking of which, do you follow Nakane's career at all? Nakani? Nakane Ture. Sounds familiar. Yeah, you know, he's huge. South African artist is huge overseas. Wow. Huge. Mm-hmm. It's like Moontail Tanelli as well. I mean, huge overseas. Nobody knows who they are in this country. Uh, there's quite a few of them, actually, which is really interesting. The South Africans can make such a big name for themselves overseas and after being actually known in yeah. the country. Yeah. So, I, well, I think you, I would imagine for tw- in 20 years, I would love to be really well known here and outside mm. i sort of want to be like now this is my dreamy side i sort of want to be like a south african michael jackson okay careful so how do we explain that you know how you have bob marley bob marley is known as like jamaica's michael jackson oh. and um brenda fassi is you know, superstar yeah superstar. Oh, okay. yeah so I would like to be that, you know, but also I would like to represent Africa. So 20 years from now, I, I imagine myself speaking that. Who are your musical idols? idols? Wow, there's a lot. Top, Top three. three. Top three. Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, Beyonce. Okay. Yeah. Beyonce, Beyonce made this. Yes. No, she is queen. I like you even this. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce and I don't get Really? Yeah. 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 I I take a lot of inspiration from just the stuff they do on stage. Mm. Not necessarily. Oh, that show she did at Coachella was awesome. My goodness, how glorious was that? So that's what I imagine myself doing in twenty years Mm. from now. You know? Mm. Yeah. I really wanna. 
And on that scale, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm backflips yeah, on stage. Cool. Yeah, so well, let's see. Hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be tracking your career. <laughs> and um, yeah, your uh, music's also going on top playlists, so um, you can listen to uh, John's great music right here on KSO Radio with your family. And John, thanks so much for coming through and thank you for bringing him through. And um, all the best, and keep in touch. We certainly want to chat with you again and, and uh, see how things are going. And when you move down, we uh, have a beach date. Yes! Um, we'll clean up some rubbish. <laughs> we'll do an interview on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be a winter's day like today. <laughs> Hopefully, oh, Cape Town, come on. That's <laughs> yeah, it, uh, John Tinoli. Uh, quickly, Facebook, all those places, where do we get hold of you? Yeah, um, on Instagram, uh, my name is John Tinoli underscore zero one. Um, and you spell uh, Tenuru, T-S-E-N-O-L-I underscore zero one. And when you find that, you'll notice there's a website that says www.johntenudi.com. And that'll shoot you through everything. Where to download my music, where to get the music video, where to follow me on other social media platforms, when to see when I'm performing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to see upcoming stuff and just clips of my performances and uh, little cool photos, like gallery stuff and how to contact us and all of that. Um, yeah, so I think Instagram's um, the route that'll take you everywhere. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll do that. Go to Instagram and find John. Right, thank you very much. Uh, wonderful. Um, good luck for the rest and the rest of your day. I know you've got some more interviews coming up, so uh, go and slay. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, we are going to play some more music right here on Gay Sweden with your family. I'm Hendrik here from Cape Town, and uh, we will speak soon again.